as it's going by, I just want to remind you, oh, yeah, we want to go ahead and, and show you some good news. We had the food picked up this week. They couldn't make it last week. And an estimate is you guys gave over 300 pounds of food for the holidays. Give yourself a hand. Isn't that amazing? Wow, over 300. That's the count right now, over 300. So when we do it again in June and July, we're going to go for 600. Amen? So we're going to go all crazy. But anyway, it's about 300 pounds. He's going to give us the right estimate, and they're going to send us a letter to everybody. But thank you so much for blessing those over the Easter holiday, and thank you for your generosity. Again, it's a small seed started, and it's starting to grow, and the people really appreciate it. Think about it. That food is going to go all through the counties. So that was amazing. So also our 3D weekend's coming up. You want to sign for that. How many really want to grow in their relationship with God? How many want to hear God clearly? How many want some uninterrupted time with God? Okay, and Miss Helen knows me a long time. How many are signed up for our 3D weekend to do that? One. Okay. Two, okay. Oh, well, yes, Miss Devane, you will. Yes, Aaron Devane, you will. We'll order you. Because um, Miss Sergeant, Miss, you know, Doc, they call her. My wife is called Doc. She'll, she'll get you. Anyway, um, guys, there's two types of folks I used to meet when I traveled a lot. Going to a new town. So the ones that said, this town's not worth anything. Can't get anywhere. And there was the ones that said, this town is amazing. This is great. You know the difference between the two? One never got outside their comfort zone. They used to stay in their houses or stay in their barracks where it was safe. And the other one pushed beyond the limits and explored and did things. Now, I know this weekend could be scary to some of you, but if you don't push beyond the limits, you will never... God's beyond the limits. He's not in the safe zone. He's in the, on the outer limits. And he wants to push your relationship to a new level. And when you get to go out to the mountains and you get to experience God and you get to experience people, it's an amazing weekend. And it will set something in your life that nev- you'll never forget. So push beyond your comfort zone. Push beyond your own fear. And you'll say, man, this is the most exciting place I've ever been versus this. Just a regular church that gets on my nerves. Right? And the guy can't preach. Anyway, but that's why we have these weekends. We know it's going to stretch you. We know that. We know God wants to stretch you. And we know the greatness in you. And things take place up there. And you get identity. We talk about identity and the cross and all those things. But you get to meet new people you've never met before because it's hard to meet people in an hour and a half on Sunday and an hour here on, on Wednesday night. And you'll be surprised how many have the same issues you have, but you'd be encouraged when someone talks to you in that, out of that vein. So I want to I challenge you. Don't live here in Abilene or live here in any town and never go beyond the, the, the boundaries. Experience God with other people. It's just as scary for everybody else to go up there too. Experience God in a new way, and he'll speak to you on the, on the end on the, when you press on that zone. But where it's safe, it's no fun. Amen? 
So we ought to fill that list up and don't worry about it. It's $30 for students, getting $5 off for students, $35 for adults, and we're going to have a blast. So, excuse me. So I'm sure back there, and also there is an information sheet that you can take. So don't be nervous. Um, and if you have an issue, uh, Aaron Devane will help you because she's going to be leading on this thing, right? Right? Because military always goes first. Yeah, a few good men and women. All right. <laughs> All right, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Got a couple minutes. I might finish this tonight. I might not. Um, We've been talking about the life of victory for the last few months, and we're still talking about the life of victory, but this one we're going to switch and turn about hearing God. Victorious people um, listen to what they are very conscious about, what they hear and how they hear. But it's very important for us to be victorious, to hear God. And I know everyone, that's a challenge for everybody on hearing God, distinguishing his voice over my voice, which is my emotions and my feelings. And we're going to spend a few weeks on this. What I wanted to do is start off in the very beginning about the different types, how many, what, type, what type of hearer you truly are. Because Jesus talked about it in Matthew 13. In this scripture, we're going, in this whole chapter, the word hearing or hear is there 19 times. Because he really, we, we know this parable, we always look about it as the parable of the sower and the soil. It's in three of the, uh, of the uh, Gospels. It's an amazing story, but we always focus on the soil and the sower, but we never focus on how it gets there, and that's through our hearing, how we hear God. Because how you hear God determines how you're going to walk it out. And how many want to know how to hear God in a better way? Okay. So... Um, Jesus said this in Matthew 13, 9. He said, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. If you have ears to hear, let them hear. He's saying basically, if you have ears, hear what I'm trying to tell you. Just as simple as that. So we're going to go into this parable in Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 18 to 23. When you get there, say amen. Okay, because I got to get there. Oh, there it is. I love what he says. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and then tribulation and persecution arises on on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and prove it unfruitful. As for the one on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, and understands that he indeed bears fruit and yields it one case, in one case a hundredfold, 
in another 60, in another 30. Now, this is one, again, one of the famous parables that Jesus used about hearing. Now, if you know about the type of, well, my question is, what type of hearer are you? Because there's four we're going to talk about. What kind of hearer are you? How many got your Bibles with you? How many own a Bible? How many carry it here today? That distinguishes if you hear God or not. Can I be real with you? We don't have a good memory. If you want to hear God, the only way God speaks, he speaks through prayer, he speaks to his, uh, a small voice, but the majority of the place that God speaks is in his word. We're not, we don't have a good memory. Jesus had a great memory because he fought the devil with the what? The word. Okay? What type of hearer are you? There's four types. Now, look at there's four different things here. The sower is God, the word is the seed, and the heart is the soil. The sower is God, the word is the seed that's sprinkled out, and the heart is the soil. Now, how it gets to your heart is how you hear. The greater you hear, the greater your heart will be. Okay? And I love, someone used to tell me, my grandmother said, God works in mysterious ways. I don't agree with that because he left us his word. And he speaks to us. Now, he might not work the way we think he should work, but he always works the way he should work. Make sense? So, let's look at some of this. The four types of hearer. The first one is the path. Falls on the path. These folks... They hear the word, but it's not mixed with faith. They hear the word, but it's not mixed with faith. How does faith come? Hearing what? Okay, that'll be at the end of the message. They hear the word, but it's not mixed with faith. It becomes an intelligent faith, a mental ascent, but it's not mixed with faith because the word is living and active. There's a scripture I like in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Again, if you hear a great message, if you don't receive it by faith or with faith, it's a dead thing that took place in your life. Now, it also says that person doesn't understand it and the devil comes and rips it out. Now, I believe a lot of us are in here because we're such a nation or people who are prideful. When we don't understand something, we won't ask anybody. Amen? If you don't understand something, you'll just sit or you won't show up for it or you won't ask anybody because you're going to think, I'm an idiot if I don't know. And that's not true. That's what I like about discipleship. When you don't know, you call. We're not sure. You're right. Like Crystal does, and I still have to write her back. I apologize, Crystal. I see I got to get the email. I got to sit down and answer those questions. But I appreciate her doing When we don't understand something, we write it. You know why? Because another person, especially if they're full of faith, can help us walk through it. Because if you don't do it and no one helps you with the truth, there's another voice that you hear. You know what it's called? Feelings. You know feelings versus truth. Feelings is, I feel the Lord saying, I feel the Lord saying, 
and it doesn't go with the word, but it makes you feel good, don't it? If God says, go through the door, I feel the Lord saying it's not a good time. <laughs> now, I feel better, but it's against the word of God, isn't it? It's against, and we do walk by feelings, not by sight. I mean, not by faith sometimes. And feelings will run our train versus truth and make the feelings in the caboose. Because when we don't like or we hear God say something, it just, and most of the time, guys, when God speaks to you, it don't feel good because it's against your flesh. You know, when you're mad at somebody and you say, man, God, it's time for you to deal with them. So you go in the Bible and you try to find it and you look in there. And you read it, Sermon on the Mount. Oh, man, I got to love them. I got to give them something. I can't answer back with them. I'm not feeling that. I think it's something different. I think God wants me to do this. I mean, love the, the word feelings. Gets you in trouble. We sing it all the time. Feeling, feel, and it gets you in more trouble. Give you a scripture, what happens. I want to encourage you. If you don't, there's nothing wrong with not understanding. I don't understand this sometime I'm reading it when I'm preparing. I have to make a call. What do you think about this, boss? What do you think this is saying? Because I want to make sure I get it right. This is, uh, um, if you go to um, Acts chapter 8, verse 30 and 31, one of the most magnificent scriptures in there when they found out the gospel was going to finally go to Ethiopia. And it was a guy that uh, was reading the word, and Philip, the Holy Spirit told Philip to run this, this carriage down, and this Ethiopian was reading the Bible, and this is what Philip said to him. Philip ran up to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked him, do you understand what you're reading? Look at the answer. I love this answer. And he said, how can I let someone, what? Discipleship. There's nothing wrong with discipleship because it helps you get off the jams if you're caught up in the word of God. It says he invited Philip to come up and, and he sat with him. And Philip, all he did was open that Bible and give him Christ, explain Christ to him. He was reading Isaiah 53 about Jesus dying. I mean, the scroll about Jesus dying. He explained it to him. Guys, can I tell you what happens if we don't understand the Bible, we don't carry it. So no one will know that we don't know it. And that all you're doing is cheating yourself. If you don't know it, get with somebody, get in a life group and ask them, what does this mean? You know, my first life group, uh, my first class after I got born again was Revelation. Yeah, you're talking about who wasn't scared. Wow, dragons and I just gave my life. I'm dying tomorrow. And then someone gave me a King James Bible. I still got it. <laughs> you know what I was reading? I had no idea. What, then he said, read Romans 6. I didn't know what it meant. I had no idea what it meant. So I got me an NIV men's Bible. Then I found me one, the living Bible. Remember the living Bible, the green one? In plain language. I preached that on the base a whole time when they had drinking parties. They said, how's that in the Bible? Yeah, man, it's in the Bible, see? I was able to read it because I didn't understand the King James. And NIV got a little, I didn't know what that meant either. 
And I was, you know, I'm trying to witness and I'm trying to bring the gospel. And all I knew is John 3.16 in English. But see, what? I'm just being, it's okay. That's why I'm spending time on this. It's not to condemn any. If you don't understand, catch somebody and ask them. And if they don't understand, they need to be honest and tell you. I don't have that answer either. That's what we're here to do. That's what discipleship's all. It's not about you getting in the Bible by yourself and reading it all day. And you don't understand what it's saying. You start taking the Old Testament uh, literally when well, your kids, you talk back to me, you kill them. No, that's not right. <laughs> See? And it work, It happens. It's a school that I know I used to be on the board with when someone stood up and said, you are responsible for beating my kid. Couple punishment. That scripture doesn't say us teachers beating them. It says the parent spanks them. But they interpreted it this way, that we will do it. And all you have to do is ask. See? I want you to know that. Now, my dad did corporate punishment, yeah, in front of the third grade, second grade, and K beat you in front of everybody. But that was your dad doing it. But again, here's my thing. If you don't understand it, it's okay. It really is. Holy Spirit, sometimes it takes a while someone to help you along with that. But don't stop. Don't shy away from it because you don't understand it. Get you one that you understand. That's why it's 16,000 translations now. For our benefit, it really is. Because God doesn't want to leave you in, this, in the dark. And how are you going to hear God without the major tool to do it? So you got to get off that God is, I love that word, search for him, that he is um, playing hide and seek with us. He's not. It's not saying figure it out. If you look at the Old Testament, they, were, they knew God was there. It was a fire by day, I mean by night, and a cloud by day. God's presence was always there. God's presence is always here. God's presence is always with us. But you got to be, he's trying to be intimate with us. You got to be intimate with him. Second one, Rocky. Now, this is one of my teachers used to call this person the Alka-Seltzer person. Rocky, very enthusiastic, but no authentic relationship with Christ. Very excited when they hear the word. They're like Alka-Seltzer. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, and they fizzle out. But they get very excited, but there's no relationship. And what he's talking about here is whenever trials come, it puts them out. There's no when we go out to California and we go on the TV set, we go on the, on the sets that we look at and think that's New York and that's Chicago, you go behind it, it's nothing but a big thing propped up. There's nothing behind it. No, found, no roots. And that's what we call, the guys were joking this week about what we call Christers, Christmas and Easter only. Y'all get it, y'all get it. Christers. But what happens is there's no real relationship with Christ. There's religion. There's a routine, what I call a routine, go to church two, t- t- twice a week, but no relationship outside of this. Those don't hear. It's rocky. Other one is thorns. Cares of the world choke out the word. 
the deceitfulness of riches, so many issues in your life that you can't hear God. But you hear the pain and you hear the problem. How many wake up in the morning when you have so much to do? What is screaming in your ear? The problems and the challenges of what? Today. What happens when you crawl out and you say, okay, and I just get in the word. Has anything really changed except your priorities now? And then the same thing that was challenges, he gives you the order to what? To accomplish them. It's like having a V8. You got to have your V8 in the morning. It gives you the challenge, gives you the right order to get it all done. You hear him, he'll tell you, because he loves you that much. If you have a stress on something, he loves you enough to give you the, the uh, area of doing it. Because really nothing changes every day except our attitude toward it. Right? I mean, work sometimes be the same thing every day, but it's our reaction to it. And when you get with God in the morning and you get in his word and you start, he'll tell you sometime, like the Bible says, most of the time, things to come, what to expect, give you the strength to receive whatever's coming your way that day. How many know he's God? He knows the end from the beginning. Why not check with him first? Last one is the good, which I believe everyone here is. Once they get past the path, I believe a lot of people hear the path. You don't understand it, so you, you stay away from it. Good um, soil. You hear it, accept it, and you see, remember how many love 100-fold, 60-fold, 30-fold? How many love that? Who do you think success that you're walking out? It's the God type of success because you hear it, right? You accept it. Faith, right? How am I tracking? And then you use what you accept. And you're using God's commands and his word. And you have the God type of what? Success. If you don't use it, you'll have your success, which is only short-lived. Now, I used to do things in school which was dumb. In college, really dumb. Some of you do study. I didn't study. I was, I was crazy. I was, a, I was a procrastinator. So I believed the scripture. So I asked God, give me the answers to the test. And then I was crazy enough to walk around and say, man, God gave me grace. I got I to gotta see. <laughs> and one guy said, man, what are you doing? You just, that's not right. Now you got to study. And I said, you're right, you're right. And every test, I did that. Because I took it, the word. Show me what ever he said, because I don't want to read all these notes. I don't want to do anything. I just want to get out of this class and be done with it. Right? And I used to pray that crazy prayers. And somehow I got to this, because I had a good memory. But think about it, guys. If you're in class and you got a lot to do, you need to hear God clearly, don't you? You're at work, and you want to know the best route to get somewhere. You got to hear God clearly. And can I say something? God's always speaking. He's always speaking. 
Next week we'll talk about getting your transistor radio. I want to buy. We don't even make them anymore. Transistor radios. Anybody? No one knows what I'm talking about. I'm really old, ain't I? Anyway, we used to listen to the Mets and the Yankees on the transistor radio. And my toots, WPIX and ORR. Anyway, but hearing God is for a victorious life is the most important thing we need to do. And God doesn't call us to be intimidated by his will, by his voice, or by his word. He does not desire us to be afraid of his word. That's why he made a pathway to hear what he thinks, what he's saying today, what he wants to say tomorrow. And I want to encourage you as we go into, I want to cover this first before we go into hearing God. We're going to talk about some techniques and talk about some things. But you're going to have to settle what kind of hearer you are. Remember, I got hard on you about the Bible. If you leave it home, you, you can't hear, you can hear partially what I said. But unless you go home, like in Acts 17, the Barons went home and they checked out everything. You need to go home and check out everything I just said. And then God will speak to you. And if it's a mistake, then he'll come, just come tell me. Hey, I listen to my podcast. I know I'm making a lot of mistakes. My first three weeks, I don't know how y'all even stuck around here. I'm like, I got the scripture wrong. I'm, the guy got the wrong thing on there. But God has a sense of humor and y'all stayed. But I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. Because I know everyone's hearts. And I know that basically... I'm responsible. One wrong word can send you off a cliff, and I'm not, I don't be responsible. I got a holy fear of that. But I got to listen to myself, which is it's terrible. I'd rather listen to someone else and criticize them. But <laughs> criticize yourself, that's tough. But I want to encourage you guys, as we talk about hearing God the next few weeks, if you don't have a Bible that works, buy one. And guess what, guys? There's no shame in this. Because haven't y'all told me, I ask you how your week is going? I'm fine. I'm strong in the Word. Well, your Word's back out. How you be strong in it? But anyway, um, there is plenty of free Bibles back here. If you, there's no, I won't even look. Just go get one. They've been there for two years. Nice ones. So we can all hear God together. Because that's where it's going to start. That's exactly where it's going to start. Because I believe God doesn't want us being like this anymore, church. That's emotions. Faith comes by hearing. Put that last scripture on there, man. Which I never read it before this way. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through through, it's only going to come through the word of God, the word of Christ. Only going to come through, through the word. Without the word, you're not getting through anything. See? And when we're in God's word and we hear, start hearing him every day, and you know, you who fights about that identity all the time? Be real. You're going to have to find you some scriptures that tells you that you're awesome and that you're magnificent, and God cre- didn't create a mess, and you are perfect, 
uh, his sight and you're blameless in his sight and you're perfect and you're being perfected. Now, you got to find a counterbalance to what you think or how you feel. And it, it doesn't matter if you have it in your back pocket and you bring it up four or five times a week, a day. That means God's speaking to you. Make sense? It's not conceited. It's just agreeing and letting God tell you something that your mind keeps telling you completely opposite. They're not going to accept you. Oh, yes, they are, because God says, I can, you know, that's what he says about me. There's nothing wrong with that. And you hear God. And you'll all get this next couple of weeks, you'll be getting challenged on hearing God. Because I'm going to pick you out. Because I already know you hear God. You don't think you do. But I want you to recognize that you are got good soil. And you're not rocky. And the devil isn't stealing anything unless you give it to him. If you don't understand it, then you get understanding and you do it. Let's all stand.